welcome to Reddit on Reddit, the internet's auditory version of Reddit. I'm Nelson Allingham, joined by Michael Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> oh, that's the first time. Michael. This is the first time we've ever done that. Got yeah. full Australian. Yeah. Michael. Michael. Yeah. Uh, look, Nelson. Speaking of Australian, mm-hmm. we didn't come here to fuck spiders. <laughs> I did. Oh. Fucking spiders. <laughs> uh, we got a podcast. Speaking of which, there's like way more spiders around. Where as soon as the weather gets warmer, mm. so many more spiders. Also, um, since we brought this house, yep. severely underestimated the amount of spiders that would be in this house. Oh, uh, yeah. This house, the occupancy level of spiders to humans, yeah. easily six to one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like you've got a cat. I'm sure. He does nothing. Oh, God. Rubbish. Yeah. We need spider-killing cats. That's a breed that would sell well in You need Australia. to be able to climb up the wall. Because they, they're in... We've got beams in our house. Oh, so yeah. So they go and live up in the beams, the spiders. Mm, so, so you need a cat to get up in there. So what you're saying, Cambo, crossbreed cats with spiders. <laughs> hey. Kill their own kind. Yeah. Half their own kind. Oh, no. Well, that might be terrifying. I've just realized... What if Megs was also a spider? That's the worst scenario if in the Megs world. Megs could get up into the roof. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, all right, Kemba. Uh, let's get into it. This first one is by Apprehensive Help 766 uh, It was in the subreddit. Am I the asshole? Am I the asshole for not showing up to the restaurant to teach my wife a lesson? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> When but go it, on, I will, I will entertain this. This one baffled me as I was reading through it. Okay, whenever I, 42 male, take my wife, 39 female, out on dates, she just, just, she just gets to show up looking pretty. <laughs> I've, I've put the disdain in his voice because I feel like that's yeah, important. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I have to plan the venue, account for dietary restrictions, <laughs> decide on the ice cream place after... Calculate travel time both ways, as well as accounting for the ice cream place and a host of other things. <laughs> <laughs> Too in many a, to name. In addition to looking pretty. Yeah. It still looks pretty. Yeah, yeah but don't yeah, you yeah, worry. Well, he still puts the time and effort in, yeah. Uh, in short, I have been getting stressed out by planning dates and bearing the mental load. Uh-huh. I first heard about the mental load online. <laughs> And the mental load is an invisible burden that yeah. comes about that the other partner doesn't appreciate. And I realise that I've been shouldering the mental load invisibly all alone. The worst part is that my, my, my wife will say that she didn't like the place or she would say that the, the last time was better, but she doesn't actually do any of the planning. And when I bring this up, she just puts out suggestions like, oh, we should do Italian, but Italian is not an actual restaurant. <laughs> It's just a vague taxonomy that groups numerous restaurants under one umbrella on the basis of ethnic similarity. I was tired of bearing the mental load and doing all this thankless labour invisibly. <laughs> he's definitely read an article that, like, he's just using what, the... <laughs> what, what I think has happened yeah. is there's a, there's a thing on, on the internet, but a lot of it's on, like, YouTube and Twitch yeah. called The Manosphere. Oh no! Which is a uh, something that people start to get sucked down. Yeah, that eventually I seems all ro- roads lead to Andrew Tate eventually. Yeah, in the <laughs> yeah I think so. Yeah, and it just seems like he's started down that path. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, it starts with reading an article on the mental load. It's a slippery slope, but it like to be clear before you get to the slippery slope, 
there are so many signs telling you this yeah. slippery slope is coming up. Stop, that most, turn back. <laughs> that most people go, oh, this looks dangerous, and they never go to it. Yeah. Um, anyway, I was tired of bearing the mental load and doing all this thankless labor invisibly. And on top of that, being forced to dress nice, but only... <laughs> but only being noticed for my appearance. As in, my wife would say I look shabby if I wore a collared shirt, despite her not noticing the mental load I was actually carrying. Uh, she would say he looks shabby so if he wore a collared. Yeah, surely that means wasn't. The, uh, no, maybe he has to dress to the nines. Come in with a tux. <laughs> He's like, good, now you look uh, pretty. Uh, So I hatched a plan. I told my wife that we would drive there separately since I was going to take a bit longer to get ready since I had to take a nap. She said that she'll... Like, isn't that so weird? Anyway, she said that she'll go ahead and first... Go ahead first and hold the table for the reservation that I had already made and planned for by myself. But my actual plan was to ditch the date to leave her hanging thereby showing her that I have been feeling underappreciated and left alone to handle the massive mental load. Couldn't be clearer than that. Two hours and ten minutes... Uh, did, ten, wait, so did, did he say couldn't no, be No, I, okay. I said... <laughs> he was thinking it, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two hours and ten missed calls later, my wife came back. I tried to talk to her to explain that the intention was not to hurt her. And then I started to talk about the mental load, but throughout it all, I could tell she wasn't listening. And when I told her that I felt hurt, that she was invalidating me, she just put on earbuds and proceeded to ignore me by listening to music. I was worried that maybe she's mad at me at what I did, Mm. but she didn't grasp the overall context of the situation. (laughs) I've got a radical suggestion. Yep. You know that last bit? Yeah, where he says she'd come home, she wouldn't talk to him. So he he wanted to have a conversation about this mental load, yeah, and what it means. I would have done that before mm. I resorted to booking a restaurant and making a <laughs> <her> wait alone. <laughs> yeah, he's done that in like the, in the wrong order. order. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um this is. I feel like I, I get this with a lot of like movies and TV shows and stuff now. Mm. Where sometimes you get this relationship drama where you're like, you should probably just talk. Yeah. Because <laughs> all of this he's going through sounds like he's like, well, she obviously knows this and is ignoring it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's well aware of the mental load that I'm yeah. invisibly bearing. Yeah. And look, look, mental load is a thing. Right, like mm. like people in relationships do yeah, have mental loads. But this guy doesn't have mental load. There <laughs> no. is no way in the world that this <laughs> no. guy has mental load. <laughs> but I think the, what's happening his problems is- were like, oh, I have to account for dietary restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> I have to decide on the ice cream afterwards. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> not an issue. Travel from the restaurant to the ice cream. <laughs> oh my god, what a nightmare that is. Who like, plans a who plans a route? Yeah, calculates but, travel time. But like, like. With mental load, right? Like I'm, I'm always conscious of this with Stacy, right? Mm. Stacy does most of the cooking, mm. and that mental load she needs to think of meals to have throughout the week that are different but healthy yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And the idea that I think this guy has heard that phrase mm. and then retroactively applied it to anything he has to do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
But at the same time, is implying his wife has no mental load. Yeah. <laughs> in their whole relationship. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. he's organizing date nights. Yeah. But is he organizing like all of the bills to be paid for the house? I don't know whether they have kids or not, but like, is he organizing? Yeah. There's so much. Yeah. The date night in the mental load pyramid. Yeah. Is not a structural beam. Yeah. I mean, pyramids don't have structural beams, but you understand what I'm saying. I My metaphor got mixed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Canva, as far as we know, they do. Yeah. We know And I'm saying as far as, been saying as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. Not like, yeah, like the world. Like other, like other people know. Like you and I. We can't confirm have never been. So as far as we know. We don't know. And you know what? As far as some of you know as well, all right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I th- Like, I'm reading between the lines here. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing. I just read what he said. Don't even read between <laughs> the lines. <laughs> don't think you even need to go subtext. No, I, I'd like to um, guess <laughs> <laughs> on what this guy's life is like. Uh-huh. And he is... Um, it, uh, they don't have any kids mm-hmm. because you can't go on date nights all the time if you got kids, no. right? And he's a stay-at-home uh, partner. Yeah, I had that vibe as well. Yeah, and his one responsibility is date night. <laughs> and now, Glenn, she remember, has to do- <laughs> we just need to do one date night a, a week yeah. or a month or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm I'm hitting here all day playing video games. That's not easy. All right, there's a lot of mental load to be bed when I die consistently. Um, yeah, I'm this... holding this place up like a beam in a pyramid for all I know. <laughs> Glenn, we've been we've spoken about this. <laughs> we went to Egypt. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, Glenn, as we've now yeah, called. as we've called him. <laughs> Uh, you've got a problem, but I think the only way to solve it is to continue to set up date nights and, uh, ghost your wife and <laughs> all of the situation resolves itself until she works it out. I've just realized that his username is apprehensive help. Yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> I think actually says quite a lot about mm. the way that, oh, can you give us a hand on dishes? Ah, oh, yeah. fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. It also means that he's coming into. I mean, is it a is it a throwaway one meant to be? I don't know. I, don't I was know. wondering if it was meant to be a throwaway one, and he's apprehensive about getting help from. Am I there? Yeah, I, 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 maybe. Yeah. I don't know if it is though, because then it's like. But then that's kind of funny too, because he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to put this online in case I'm wrong." Yeah, is what I feel like. He he kind of knows already. Anyway. Um, my advice is for him to end his relationship. That's, yeah, let the woman free. I've, I've decided that's that's going to be my advice most of the time now. <laughs> you should end this. Yeah. This is not good. End the relationship. If What, she didn't understand your messaging? <laughs> oh, end that. <laughs> I'm doing the world of service, I think. Uh, all right, Kevin, okay, I think we should move on into Ask Reddit. Ask Reddit. Uh, this ask credit is by, uh, overall, uh, no, I'm going to do this. Other okay. <laughs> because I realized, okay, can I tell you the first question? Yeah. And then oh, I'll tell everybody cause you can read it. Uh, but it was, what is a seemingly insignificant choice you've made that ended up having a major impact on your life? And, um, 
I realize that I just don't, I can't think of one. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the, the, I think the problem with this question is it's so hard to know yeah. what, like, like sliding doors, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you probably have made some small insignificant choice that yeah. has severely impacted you off, but you don't know what the yeah. other version of that would have been. Yeah, 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 exactly. I do sometimes think about, we. I don't know what, weirdly, I sometimes think about <clears throat> stuff like, um, let's say our friendship mm -hmm. together, yeah. where would we be in the same position? Obviously not yeah. the podcast, but like if we hadn't have met, I mean, positions in our jobs, maybe even our partners and things like yeah. that, because even though we don't directly influence those things, it's well, like, well, here's the thing. I mean, first of all, when Stacey and I were getting together, I told her I had a podcast and she thought that was really hot. <laughs> She was like, that's so, is it just you and another guy? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just banter. Like, you... Oh, that's the best genre of yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but quite realistically, like, Nelson, what's my job now? Uh, yeah, podcast. I make podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a podcast producer. Yeah. Don't don't get me to get into specifics, Ken, because otherwise I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fine. You do podcast stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, they say the the what's the Malcolm Gladwell thing? Like you need ten thousand hours of practice before you master something. Yeah, you haven't, certainly haven't done ten thousand hours of this. But yeah, I think doing this for years and years has obviously taught me a lot about mm, yeah about what to do. So when I went to for this, which job, is weird because none of it is applied to this. But when, when I went for the job, I, I went for the job being like I am super not qualified for this. And yeah. then when I got in there, I was like. Oh, actually, they pretty much do what we do. Yeah, yeah. Which is with nicer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's you right. know, they, they have, like, fancy cameras and nice mics and whatever. Yeah. But the principle of it's pretty much the same. They're yeah. like, all right, click, and we're recording. Yeah. Go. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they edit, though, mostly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Chumps. I've been trying I to say. convince them. Yeah. It's not needed. Guys, don't worry about it. Listen, <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but then play them something else that yeah, has yeah, been yeah, <laughs> Like, this is just the Hamish Nandy podcast. We know of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's good, isn't but, it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, we've talked as much as I could possibly talk yeah. about that one. So. Either way, we did that. We, did you credit that, Reddit? Oh, since we kind of uh, answered it? Overall, AD7834. Good job. Uh, this one's by Closer Solid. Uh, which movie completely falls apart in its third act? Uh, here's my hot take. Yep. Most James Bond movies. Oh, okay. I think James Bond movies very rarely ever actually nail the third act. Oh, okay. You're going to need to give more specific examples. Uh, okay. Let's say, uh, oh, okay. I'll just name a James Bond movie that everyone seems to like. Goldeneye. All of the stuff people like from Goldeneye, mm -hmm. none of it's ever the third act. Do you remember the third act of Goldeneye? I remember the video game. <laughs> Do you remember the, th no. <laughs> it's like a fist fight on a satellite. Oh, okay. Like on a big satellite dish. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. no one ever remembers that. They remember the jumping off the dam. They remember the, the yeah. plane almost going down. They remember him going down the street in the tank. Yeah. The James Bond movies, in my opinion, the third act's always the worst part of a James oh, Bond movie. Oh, okay. Or at least like the least memorable part. Do you think it's because of um, like maybe there's just shaky story and so they're like, we've got these cool action sequences, but then we just kind of need to resolve it. I think what happens is James Bond, and this has always been true from, I would say, the 70s. So a few James Bond movies in. Yeah. Is what they do is they go, 
what's popular at the moment? Yeah. And then they try and do it. But because James Bond. Oh, parkour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> like they, they, they cram what's, whatever's popular into the James Bond movie. But James Bond movies have a pretty strict formula. So they always need to end in a certain way. And then what they've set up doesn't necessarily work with what the ending kind of needs to be with like right. villain showdown, et cetera. Yeah. Like Skyfall was a very popular James Bond movie. Yeah. But w- watch that straight after you watch The Dark Knight and so many of the elements are from The Dark Knight. Uh, You've yeah. got this enigmatic villain that wants to be caught because he's got a master plan for when he gets caught. <laughs> yeah. And, like a lot, there's like an interrogation scene like in The Dark Knight. Yeah. So much of it is like, oh, Dark Knight was like three or four years before. Yeah. Everyone loved it. They're like, all right, let's do The Dark Knight now. Let's, let's do that one. Yeah, that's interesting because Skyfall was like really well received. Yeah. And before is... that was Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. in which James Bond kind of does away with a lot of the James Bond gadgets. He doesn't even wear a suit. He wears like a just a duster jacket. Yeah. It's the Bourne series. Yeah. Like that yeah. was the, – it had a lot of shaky cam in it, that one. Right. Because they were like, yeah. what's popular? The Bourne series? Yeah, let's do the Bourne series. Yeah. Okay. That okay. one ends in an exploding hotel. But people don't really remember the ending of any of those films. No, I don't remember – much. I mean, James Bond films aren't ones that I ever go back to, I think. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm sure lots of people love them, but that like I'll watch them when they come out and then just like never again. There's one other I can think of off the top of my head, and I feel like a lot of people probably haven't seen this, but uh, I know you and I both work when this came out. It's a film with Nicolas Cage called Knowing. Oh, and the right. premise yeah. is he – I. I remember it because someone that What's we the used end to of know. The world thing? Yes, someone yeah. that we used to know was like, oh, they were in it. They, they had a line. Did they have a line? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, they were sitting next to Liam Hemsworth. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so we, I think we all like when it saw it when it opened, being like, oh, that person we know was in it. Let's all go as a group because they, right. they worked with this. Let's yeah. all go as a group and watch it. And the premise is that Nicolas Cage finds this like sequence of numbers somewhere Mm -hmm. that seem to predict the dates of cataclysmic events. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't think this is in it, but it seems like September 11th, 2001 will be on the paper. And that's obviously something happened. Yeah. And then at the end of the page, there's just one last date. (gasps) It's like, Oh my God, the world's going to end. Interesting enough premise for like a whatever. Yeah. The third act of that movie an alien spaceship comes down mm-hmm. <laughs> and gives and, them a new p- piece of paper <laughs> with no, more dates. That'd they, be they, so good. <laughs> they take the young children of Nicolas Cage and then they take what, them he's, to- His kids. His kids. Okay, yeah. They take them to a new planet mm-hmm. and then it ends with this kind of shot of like a Garden of Eden style what? planet where the kids are like playing with little rabbits indicating like, oh, now the human race is being reset on this planet. But nothing in that movie uh, Nelson, ever indicated that this would be. There's, n- there's never wild. a hint of extraterrestrial interference yeah. through the whole movie. Yeah. This is like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. <laughs> but at least, you know what? From yeah. the get go, they're like Crystal Skull of an alien or something. Like, like, yeah, yeah. It was indicated that there was something. Okay. Yeah, this one yeah. is purely out of nowhere, a UFO comes down. Yeah, yeah. That was like they definitely had a good premise to start with and then was like, oh, but we don't really have a good ending. We've just got a good idea. But like, I guess aliens? Yeah, yeah. How do we get out of this? That was going to be mine actually in a a similar sense, which is mine is in time. 
with, yeah, with Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Yeah. Where I, I love the premise of cool that premise, movie. Yeah. Such a cool premise. Even the setup's good. You're like, oh, it's getting good. He's getting, he's for, got a lot of For those that don't know, time. everyone has a clock on their arm yeah. that counts down how much life they have left. Yeah. And you can purchase time. So the rich are living for ages, the poor are dying young. Yeah, yeah. And Justin Timberlake wakes up one day, he's got a lot of time on his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know you're only you're only aged to like thirty or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it's like it's just such a cool premise. He starts going to like the rich areas, and you're like, oh, you just spent like yeah. you know a hundred years to get into this place or whatever. I don't know. And then it just ends up being like, well, we we're, we're gonna share all this time with everyone. With everyone, we're gonna we're gonna like. Uh, rob a bank or whatever. I can't remember what they end up doing, but it's like they rob all this time from people and they're distributing it to the poor. But then there's even a point in the movie where they say, well, you can't just do that once. You have to do that a lot of times for it to actually make an impact on society. And so that, which you don't see, they're just like, we're just going to keep doing this. (laughs) And you're like, Oh, that wasn't really the resolution I was hoping for. And kind of like, like yeah, you've it, it, it's because they created a, a society that was so fundamentally flawed that it was so hard to then like, um, you, you, like resolve that without being like you know it wasn't like some big bad dude that you could kill and it was all over. It was like oh no, society has been built this way. Obviously meant to be a spotlight on our own. I don't but, think so. But uh, yeah, I don't think that was a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. But but just with the idea of like, oh, yeah, it's not easily resolved. Yeah. And, and you're going to try and keep robbing these banks and, and giving it to the poor, but, like, that could be indefinite. And, like, this just it just wasn't satisfying. There was no satisfying ending at all. I would say the the flip side of this is a movie that I'm not going to say falls apart but goes insane in its third act. And yeah. I, I recommend this to a lot of people, is the movie Malignant. It came oh. out in 2020 and... um Stacey and I recommend this to a lot of people because it's for about most, for like a solid half to almost three quarters of its runtime, you think it's a pretty generic horror movie. Yeah. And then when the third act hits, yeah, you will never see it coming. Yeah. And it is like, if you guess it, yeah. I, I will give you big props because <laughs> it's so utterly insane. Yeah, that I yeah. never would have guessed that that was where it was going. Yeah, uh, and then the, the 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 fourth, like the the fourth quarter or the third act, we were just laughing so much because it like it the movie knows what it is. Yeah, like, it's not yeah. trying to be serious. It knows what it is. Yeah, but um, you can claim that kind of falls, yeah. <laughs> but in the yeah. sense that it just goes. Hey, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought that this was gonna happen? Oh, bam. Yeah. I think. Um, I think. Uh, like, there's a lot of it, it. It makes me interested in the writing process sometimes because I feel like you talk about it in your other podcast, yeah. cancelled movies. That's mm-hmm. um, not what it's called. But go on. Cancelled movie report. <laughs> <laughs> It's because I just say to people, cancel movies. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They I know I, what I'm talking about. Yeah, we also do. But like, don't search cancel movies because yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. different podcast. <laughs> also, two L's and canceled. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, but like, uh, it'd be interesting to know some of these films that we've been talking about, how the writing process worked and how if it was like, oh, they just cut somebody halfway through yeah. the writing or whatever and and then somebody else had to finish it and they were like, I had no idea how they were going to end this. So, And some of, the, some of the things we always discover in that is there's like, there's sometimes there's an element in a film that you're like, that was really weird. Mm-hmm. And then you realize it's been in like six drafts of films. Yeah. That one moment. <laughs> yeah. So someone's obviously been like, I love that moment. Put it in your draft. Yeah. To the point where like in draft one, it makes sense. Yeah. By the time you get to draft 10 with a different rider. Yeah. um, I would say the example is Superman snapping someone's neck in Man of Steel. Feels really out of place. Yeah, right. But we have read quite a few cancelled DC projects with neck snaps in them. <laughs> really? like, that's, that's so weird. It's so specific. Yeah, yeah. Because someone clearly was like, I want the hero to snap someone's neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you know what one I always remember, and you'll know the story better because you told it to me, is in uh, the Wild West, Wild Wild West, mm-hmm. where they have the mechanical the, spider. The spider, yeah. Where yeah, that yeah, was that, just somebody else's. Yeah, that was, uh, there was a producer, yeah. Um, and... He had been trying to get a giant spider in, into movies for years. His name's John Peters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kevin Smith tells a story about when he was writing a Superman movie and mm. he's like, I've got rules. He can't fly. He can't have his costume and he needs to fight a giant spider. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah. And then, um, and then the one of the other producers was like, did he ask you to put a giant spider in it? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, he's, he always asks for a giant spider. And then he said, when that movie got canceled, the next year he went into a wild, wild west. Yeah. And in the third act, a giant spider shows up. Yeah. He's like, ha, huh, uh, he did it. He, he bloody did it. <laughs> he got his giant spider. Yeah. And he won that bet with his <laughs> college buddies or something. Surely that's it. It's either that or like a bucket list thing. Like yeah, I yeah. really, I just need this in my life before I die. Uh, yes. Anywho, uh, we should move on, Gambo, and get into Today I Advise. So now it's time for Today I Learned. Today I Learned. And also sometimes advice. This Today I Learned was by Dak P15. Today I Learned about the Campaign for North Africa, a board game published in 1978 that is estimated to take 62 days to play. The game includes 1,600 counters, and the level of detail is such that Italian troops require additional water supplies in order to boil pasta. <laughs> this was like the original Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. You know how people okay. are like, it's so detailed that it's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you need to pick the right knife to, to get a pelt off a, of yeah. a thing that you use. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true, actually, when it uh, gets too much detail. Yeah. It's like you only have a certain amount of bullets and then you have to like actually physically redo your chambers and stuff. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. is this just bad game design? Did they not whittle it down enough? I think this is brilliant game design <laughs> because here's the thing that I've, I've learned about games in the recent past because, um, you know, even Ellen and I have been thinking about trying to do a um, card game or something because she's yeah. an artist and I love, love board games and stuff. And um, so we've even been like, when we went to PAX, we went to a couple panels about people designing their own games and stuff. And one thing that is, if if you're not in that board game kind of universe, you, you might not be aware of just how many get produced um, every single it's day. Ten, it's over 10 a year. Yeah. 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 11 even. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, what's interesting is like, People, uh, this one example one guy gave is like, 
he had somebody come up to him and uh, said, oh, man, I've got this great idea. It's a coffee game. Everybody loves coffee. It's going to be a coffee game, a yep. little car game. And he's like, okay, cool. And then a few years later, he had some other person come up to him and be like, I've got this great idea. It's a coffee game. Never been done. It's just, you know, how cool would that be? And, and then he said, and then uh, like going to a board game store, he's like, saw several different coffees, uh, <laughs> coffees, games that are based on coffee, where it's just like the original idea that you think you have of a board game has actually already been yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so I think what's cool about this is that like, we're going to stand out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> People will know our game. We are going to make something so detailed and disgusting that people will, you know, have to have to put a lot of time in. 62 days well, to play well, a game. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. I think we need to qualify. 62 days, surely they mean, like, so each day you play for a certain amount for of time. A, for a couple of hours, and then, maybe. And then, like, yeah. the, within the game, you're supposed to then leave. I don't think it's... It can't, yeah, yeah. It cannot be 62 days <laughs> yeah, yeah. of continuous play. Get, get, yeah, yeah. You need to, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, okay, each session is an hour and a half and there's 62 of them. Yes. To complete something. something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but now I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking two things. One, let's outdo this game. Mm -hmm. uh, come out with our own day. And we'll, we'll it'll be a uh, podcasting simulator yeah. board game Nelson. where you have to produce... Uh, 300 plus episodes. Nelson has this for hilarity. Okay. Our game goes for 69 days. <laughs> and how many counters are there? 420. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, because well, I, I think by doing those two things, Nelson, yeah. we'll get the internet behind us. I think uh, the rest will fall into place as well. <laughs> we've basically got the game. We've, we've done it. It's there. Um but, uh, yeah, so, and the other thing is, Canberra. Yes. Could this be 62 days worth of podnappings? <laughs> oh, 69 days. Oh, oh 69. you mean this game? No, this one. Yeah, yeah, not our one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Every episode we just play a little bit <laughs> of the campaign for North Africa. Yeah. We, yeah. It'll be boring. But Canberra, think about this. We Whoa. don't have to do podnapping. Hang on. <laughs> boring. Nelson. Yeah. We've never marked our podnapping by whether they're interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just yeah. that we have one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... The one I'm about to do, Nelson, oh, it's, it, I went past the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. You started digging I, into the earth. I think I'm just getting handfuls of dirt <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, sounds good. And uh, I think we should definitely play this game. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into Shower Thoughts. Shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, 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 shower thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. This shower thought is by Just Joshin46. Indonesia is the fourth most populous country in the world, but you really don't hear that much about it. <laughs> I'm going to take a stab. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a setting on Reddit that you find. I think oh, mm -hmm. Just Joshin46 might want to Yeah. It's called Default American. Oh, is that in, the setting? In, 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 well, in which people <laughs> All right. assume that everyone else is American. Mm -hmm. So to be like, geez, people don't really think about Indonesia much. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Americans don't think about yeah. Indonesia much. <laughs> yeah. Australasia or like other regions of the world probably think yeah. about it far more. 
the Indonesians. Yes, of in Indonesia. Just today, think about it. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fourth most popular country in the world. No, I, uh, I do but sort in, of think in, like in terms if of you world events. Yeah, yeah. I think if you think about world events, you're like you've got Russia, you've yeah. got China, you've got India. Even I would yeah. say is is um, talked about more often. And um, but I reckon that. Yeah, Indonesia, for its size, let's say, is talked about a lot less. And I think that's really interesting. And I think that they are like, um, uh, I mean, I, I don't even think I, I know, like economically they're doing extremely well too. And they they will, I, I reckon one day all of a sudden Indonesia will be far more in our zeitgeist than, than uh, what is it currently. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, when they start invading other countries, camera, because that's how you get yourself known. <laughs> yeah, well, it worked for Germany. Yeah, yeah, a and, little scrappy Germany. And and Putin was feeling a little lonely yeah, recently. Actually, yeah, so Russia, yeah, yeah. He, he was like, oh, I'll just I'll just invade somewhere. Yeah, I feel like for years and years, China was seen as not a as big a superpower as they are now. Yeah, yeah, but they slowly up. but surely. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, they're well and truly there now. How many? Nukes does Indonesia have? That's what I want to know, Cambo. <laughs> I bet you it's more than anyone combined. <laughs> Let's start spreading that rumor. <laughs> uh, yes, but uh, perhaps we should all speak Indonesian now. Oh yeah, that, that's that's a uh, that's a good shout. If you're young and want to learn a second yeah. language, get ahead of the curve. Yeah, start with Indonesian because it seems they're the fourth most populous country. Yeah. Statistically. Yeah. You will probably meet people that can talk that language with you. Yeah. Exactly. Is it one of those uh, countries, though, where they like but also just speak heaps of English? Probably. I, know, I feel sure. like everywhere, everywhere kind of does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's another one. This is by OTM Shanks 55. It's sad that we made the most comfortable type of clothes, but we only wear them when we asleep. we're asleep. <laughs> the only person uh-huh. that can control this is you. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. You, I, can wear, you can wear some comfy clothes. I would also say, obviously, pajamas are very comfortable, mm-hmm. but clothes also have function. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think... Surely everyone's had this experience before where you've been a little bit lazy and maybe you're still in your pajamas, but you go down to the shops. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, if that happens, I'll be at the shops and I'll be like, I'm kind of cold. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, I guess jeans are thicker, aren't they? Like yeah. they're, 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 they're better at warming you. And like, I didn't really have a jacket on. or really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like they're comfortable with the function of them. Okay. Is not where it needs to be. But. What we haven't developed really is like a pajama esque uh, clothes that can also be worn out. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I reckon there's. I reckon there's a there's a happy medium that we haven't found yet. Yeah. I don't think it's like when Udi's came along mm. and people were like, "Oh my god, this is the most comfortable thing ever." And it was like, why? Why hadn't that existed? We we need the equivalent of yeah. like I think pants um, and... with pants, Lululemon is close. Oh, okay. They yeah, they yeah. look fair, like they still kind of look like sportswear, but they're very yeah. comfortable. But they're also like a kind of style. I, I think if you wore a pair of Lululemon pants out, mm-hmm. people wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, oh my god, look at 
Yeah. Okay. But the problem with that is the cost. Ah, uh, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Just, Just steal them. Yeah, it's like a hundred bucks for a pair of pants. Yeah. Yeah, steal them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we found the solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is my cost of living uh, solution. Yeah, yeah. Our cost of living are very reasonable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I barely pay for anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Gambo, let's get into podnapping. Oh, oh my God, I'm being podnapped. Podnapping. This is Podnapping, where we nap a pod. We take a topic of conversation or a segment from another thing, and we do it ourselves. I've been legally informed by our lawyer that it is my turn this week, yeah. and I must participate. We should stop paying that guy. I know. It's so much just to keep track of who's Podnapping is. <laughs> and that retainer is Ugh, not cheap, let me tell you. It's not good. It's and like we a... have him 24 hours, just in case. Just in case we need yeah. an emergency <laughs> episode of the podcast, which we've never had to do. <laughs> but... Yeah. One week we need to. Yeah, it's all yeah. going to be worth it's it. Also. Let's yeah. keep him. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> so I recently discovered that a song that I had enjoyed for years, yep. that was a cover. Yeah, I never knew it was a cover song. Okay. And it fascinated me this idea that some really famous songs are yeah. actually covers. Yeah. So what I decided to do. I feel like Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah is a, oh, did I ruin it? No, did no. One? Too popular. I've tried uh, to yeah, pick okay. ones that are less commonly known. Yeah. What I've done is I've picked a bunch of songs. Okay. Some of them are actually covers okay. that you might not know about, and some yeah. of them are not covers. Yeah. So I'm going to play you snippets of songs that okay. are well known, and you need to tell me what you think. Oh, is that actually a cover song? Mm. And if it is, I will then play you the original to show you where it came okay, from. Okay. Okay. So what I did is I, I found a list of popular songs from, it seems to have spanned from like the 70s to the 90s. Yeah. And then I've gone through and then I've found out which of those are actually covers as well. Okay. So I didn't want any of my musical taste or bias to, to come in. Yeah. So, yes, these are all just kind of popular songs from a couple of decades. Uh, I'm going to start with song number one. That's right. They were like the top 100 songs in the UK, I think, over those periods. That's yeah. where I got the list from. So I'm going to play you a song and then you just need to tell me, do you think this is a cover or not? This is the first song, Get What You Give by The New Radicals. Familiar with the song, obviously. Yes, yes. very familiar with the song. Um, uh, this I'm gonna hate this podnapping <laughs> because every single one I want to say is the original. Uh-huh. And uh, I will say, New Radicals are a one-hit wonder. Yeah. It's the only song that they put out that was that a hit. But did they write? <laughs> did they write that hit? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say it's an original. It is original. Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if you're a one-hit wonder and it was was just somebody else's song. That's it happens. Uh, This is the next song. This is "Torn" by Natalie Imbruglia. Okay. Something real. Wide awake and I can see the 
Mm, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I will say, I I would argue that's her one hit as well. She was a bigger deal in Australia yeah. here. All right, yeah, it, it yeah. Just, she's an Australian singer. So I'm sure I would know. We we Alice. liked her a lot more in England as well, but I would say America probably only knows "Torn" by right. I also say I just went to this list like. Yeah. There's no ratio of cover to not cover on this. Yeah, list. yeah, yeah. You just you just went went down. Yeah. Um, uh, it's funny because this kind of feels like um, it, it's funny when the lyrics seem personal. Mm. That it's it's probably easier to say, oh, it's a, you know, um, it, it's an original. But at the same time, I was thinking, I reckon there could be a diff- a totally different tone. To this, to these lyrics. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess that this is a cover. This is the original version, Nelson. By Edna Swan. It's very close. It's a bit grungier. Wow, I'm surprised. I was expecting like Oh no, it's like some country western song that's like, you know, but this is like extremely close. Yeah. A little bit more rock, a little yeah. bit more old rock. Wow, interesting. Alright, here is the next song. This is uh, Blinded by the Light by Manfred Munn's Earth Band, also a one hit wonder. Okay. Again, yeah, when one hit wonder band from the mid seventies. Mid seventies, easy. Um, they talk about a douche. Yep. I'm gonna say original. I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Oh. Yeah, it's a cover. That is so crazy. <laughs> Yeah, this was that was very. That's a really, really early Bruce Springsteen song from his very first album. Right, so it never became a hit or anything. Yeah, but Manfred Munn's Earth Band, their big hit was a cover of Bruce Springsteen's "Blinded by the Light." What the? It's so. It's crazy to me that people can be successful. I have a one hit one day. If you, that's a, if you um, Bing mm-hmm. uh, "Blinded by the Light," it yeah. says Manfred Munn's Earth Band. Yeah, it's like that's just like by. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the and obviously, if you look into any further, it says, "Oh, it's actually based on the song by." But yeah. like, it's it's a point now where everyone just accepts that's their song. Yeah. Well, interesting. Uh, here's the next song. This is "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road" by Elton John. Okay, Elton John, mm-hmm. you would say songwriter. Got a... Well, famously, he doesn't write his songs. Oh. He has a songwriting partner that writes all his songs. Oh, right. Um, well, then is by default. <laughs> no. Uh, you would think that it would be an original, but then I would also not be surprised if 
just like got another one. <laughs> okay. Uh I'm going to say it's the cover. It's original. Ah, oh, goddamn! <laughs> How dare you suggest that Elton John <laughs> would do a cover? I felt like he could also be like a oh, I've done something whimsical and fun and turned yeah, somebody yeah. else's song into my own. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Uh, I mean, he's done that his whole career. Just yeah, they, they, they're paid. They were a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the next one. This is "Nothing Compares to You" by Sinead O'Connor. Rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor. She passed away. I'm going to say it would be rude if she hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rest in peace, Miley Cyrus. (laughs) (laughs) She just looks fine. Yeah, yeah. She looks fine. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to say cover. Yes, this is The Family, uh, but actually written by Prince, this song. Ah, interesting. I think Prince has also done a version of it, but technically... Yeah, they like released, released by The first. Family. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it, um, it, it's pretty and all, but it's just... Yeah, That's yeah. Sinead O'Connor vocal. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can beat it. Uh, his next song is Don't Look Back in Anger by the Oasis. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to say original. It is original. Ah, yeah, that's good. But in a way, isn't their whole career a cover of the Beatles? Oh, well, um, no. You just said it was original. <laughs> you got to listen. Yeah, you yeah, just you said it. <laughs> Pay attention. Ah, uh, yes, that is an original by Oasis. Yeah. Uh, this is a song called I'm Gonna Be, but you might know it better, as 500 Miles by The Proclaimers. Yeah, okay. Argue all this one. People argue whether Proclaimers are a one-hit wonder or not. Oh, They right. technically have a second single that charted in some countries. Yeah. I'm going to say they're a one-hit wonder. I think if you've got even just two, you should still be considered <laughs> a one-hit wonder. <laughs> you need like... Yeah, you haven't made a whole career. Yet. Yeah, like maybe three, I think, at least, before yeah. you're not a one-hit wonder. <laughs> maybe four. Um... I'm going to say that that is a cover. It's original. Oh, okay. It's original. That's good. I always like it when you're like, no, it is original because it, it makes me feel better for the artist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. They've done it. Yeah. yeah, they've, yeah. Oh, they did it. They produced a good song. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next song. This is Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. Ah, hooked on a feeling. 
made popular recently in the Guardians of the Galaxy film. Oh, it's yes, true. Peter Quill films. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God. Oh, get me. That one, to me, actually, when it started, mm-hmm. I did think, I feel like this lends itself to a cover more. So I'm okay. going to say it's a cover. Yes, yeah. this is a cover of BJ Thomas. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, the iconic parts of the Blue Sweet Sweet version are not in this. So, for example, Ooga Chugga, Ooga 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 Chugga is not in the original. Yeah. And the first bit of the chorus, the yeah. Uh, yeah. he just does in one note. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, interesting, yeah. Like, I think Blue Swede at least made it pretty. Like, Torn yeah. is pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, next song is uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. Yes, 80s pop sensation, Cindy Lauper. Mm. Girls just want to have fun. Um, oh boy. It kind of depends on the person as well, right? Like, are they are they known for writing music or something or not? Um, I'm tempted to say that's also a cover. A cover? Yep. Whoa, quite different. <laughs> yeah. This is Robert Hazard. So they really want some fun. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't say it. I should have. God damn it. But I was thinking, if this is a, is a cover, I bet you it was written by a male. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and yeah. The, the lyrics are slightly different in Cindy Lauper's version. Right, yeah. They've made it more like the actual female perspective. That is kind of a bit more like, mm. I guess, like, oh, yeah. The girls, they just want to have fun, man. Like, they're not serious. Yeah. Whereas Cindy Lauper is more like a rebellious anthem. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's pretty different. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah. the original version. Yeah. It's interesting, like, how much of the song, I mean, it's, a, it's an age-old debate, isn't it, of, like, how much of a song needs to be another song to yeah. be called a cover or you yeah. know like uh, how many bars kind of warrants uh, a um I, I mean like the structure of the song and the lyrics of the song are the same there's some minor changes but the style of it is completely different. yeah yeah but it's still it's still a cover yeah. uh this next one a classic it's uh respect by aretha franklin Absolute classic. I would say like her most iconic song, Respect. Do you know, I actually have, uh, my my trivia for this one is uh, when I uh, looked it up one day, I looked up the lyrics and 
I always ask people this because it's an iconic song. Everybody loves the song. You kind of sing along to it. But I reckon it gets to this one point and everybody's not quite sure what she says. She says, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. Uh, find out what it is to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Do you know what she says there? No, I don't. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody does. She says, take care, TCB. Because TCB means taking care of business. Oh, right. It was like yeah. in that yeah. time, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. just like a... Swinging 60s kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just thought it was really funny because I thought she said uh, like take care. Uh, oh, I thought that she said like take out TCP or something in the word respect because she spelt it oh, just right. And I was like, you know, just trying to work it out. But, yeah, it's it's uh, nobody knows. Anyway. Question is, did um, she write it? Did she write it? Uh, based on that, I'm going to say that she did. Oh, no. What you want, you got it. This is Otis Redding. And what you need, baby, you got it. All I'm asking for Does he say TCB though? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't uh, clip that part of the film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Fairly similar. Yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty similar. Um, yeah. Similar. He's a little bit more like. Yeah. I don't know. Laid back. Laid back. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, one last one. Uh, this is the song Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz. I I want to say cover, and it's going to be embarrassing to say this if it's not, but I feel like there's a version in my head that I know that better than that. Mm-hmm. If it's not a cover, then I've just lied yeah. to myself. Yeah. Well, you're a big liar. <laughs> that is a original song. By okay. Well, that's so funny. The only reason I bring this up is because there's something about it I think is very funny. Yeah. So I wanted to play it. Okay. Uh, Damon Alburn, I think his name is, the guy that created Gorillaz. Yeah. In an interview once, he was showing um, Zane Lowe around mm-hmm. and he pulls out a little MIDI keyboard. Yeah. And he shows him the first preset on the MIDI keyboard. And I've yeah. got the audio from it here. Yeah. The Rock One preset. Finally, it just came like that. That's it. That's the preset. Wow, that's <laughs> sweet. I think that's uh, that means it's a cover. I'm pretty yeah. sure that means it's a cover. The, the iconic bit is literally just the, the first preset on this MIDI keyboard. Yeah, that he yeah. Had. that's really. Funny. And he made a whole song with it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was uh, that was my pod napping. Uh, good pod napping. More I? songs than you think are covers is my point. Yeah. I actually there was heaps that I had, so mm. I could potentially even do this again. Oh. I feel like there are so many more famous songs that are actually covers. It was so painful for me though. Can you let me know beforehand, then I'll just act really smart. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Buckley, like, Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's original. Oh, no. <laughs>
anywho, uh, I reckon we should probably end the show there. I think so. Um, but if you would like to write into us, you can do so. Reddit podcast, R-E-A-D-I-T podcast, gmail.com. You can also reach us at our subreddit. Yeah. And that is good. Yeah, he's done it. <laughs> Somebody joined our Discord the other day and I didn't say diddly squat. So, I mean, I said diddly squat. What's that saying? If I didn't say diddly squat, then I did say something. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, what is the phrase? I said diddly, diddly squat. squat. Yeah. But you like to But I didn't, yeah, he didn't say you didn't say diddly, diddly squat. squat. <laughs> Next person to join, we promise, will say diddly we'll squat. Say diddly squat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Everyone on that Discord, yeah. when someone joins next, please all say diddly squat. I think that should be our standard opening. <laughs> <laughs> ah, diddly squat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so thanks for listening and we will read you later.